0: What is the glory of the church? It's Jesus Christ in us. It's Christ in us. The hope of glory.
1: Good morning, everyone. And happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Let's give a a clap for all the fathers in the house. And let's give a huge clap for our great father in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If you guys don't know me, I'm Johnny. I'm fairly new, probably a month and two weeks or so in. Um, It's wonderful to be a part of this church. I'm grateful to be here. I love it here. I feel the love of God and the peace of God in here. So, um, yeah, so Pastor John asked me if I could come up here and um, uh, lead service. And uh, he was like, yeah, you're going to introduce somebody, um, Tom. And I'm like, who's that? (laughs) And so I was like, I came in here. I was like, okay, somebody point me to Tom, and I'm like, Tom, who are you? <laughs> so, Tom was giving me a little breakdown and uh, what he was telling me. Mighty man of God, you know, pastor for 20 years, and now he's an evangelist going around the world preaching the gospel. He's an author. So, let's give a round of applause to a mighty man of God, Tom Shanklin. Good
0: morning. Good morning. Praise the Lord. It is good to be here. Thank you, Johnny. That was a great introduction <laughs> Mighty man of God, hallelujah. Amen. well, Susan and I've been coming here for what about well, a little over a year, I guess. We moved to the area uh, January two thousand twenty two. And, uh, 10 days later, I had back surgery. And then, <laughs> so we were watching church from, from home on TV. And, uh, then I said, once I get off the walker, then, uh, <laughs> I'll start coming to church. So I came the first time with a cane. And then since then, I've been coming without a cane. So praise the Lord for that. <laughs> and then Susan just had knee surgery. And so she said she wasn't going to come with the, in, with the walker. So now she's here with a cane. But thank God for your love. Amen. There's been people in the church that have reached out to us and, and been a real blessing. And, and we just thank God for each one of you. You know, we thank God for this church and, and for God's people and all that, you know, make this church go. You know, thank God for Pastor John and Debbie and all their labors over the year and prayers and faithfulness and all the pastoral staff. And the worship team. How many like the worship team here? Woo! Woo, glory. We are blessed. We are blessed. Amen. And the, all the children's workers and nursery workers and, and youth workers and the uh, cookie ministry. How many like the cookie ministry? And uh, And whoever it is that cleans this building... Praise God! I don't know who that is. Somebody told me it was the pastoral staff. I don't know, but whoever does it, thank you, because you know we just come here and enjoy, and and there's a lot that goes into this. And thank God for everyone that gives. And I don't know what am I forgetting? What what other ministries? Did we cover them pretty much? Thank God for those that are going on the missions trip to uh Hungary, right? Yeah, and, uh, I'm excited about that because of the evangelistic outreaches that you're having. And I've been praying about that because, uh, a lot of people are going to come to the Lord and then you guys are going to come back with an evangelistic spirit. Amen. And just fire this congregation up for reaching the lost. Amen. Because that's, that's what we're to do. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, Lord, for the privilege to be here and share your word. We just open our ears and our hearts to receive uh, what you would have to say, say to us today, Lord. We thank you that you are a God who speaks, so speak to our heart. And we are hungry for the word of God, and we are thirsty for the spirit of God. We pray that your spirit would move in a powerful way, in this place and that your word would take deep root in our hearts and Lord that we would know what it is that you want us to do I think of the prophet Habakkuk he says write the vision and make it plain that he may run that reads it." Lord make your word plain to us that we can run with the vision that you have for this earth that we can cooperate Lord with what you have in this day and hour and what you want to do we thank you for each person that's here, each person that's watching online, and we thank you for the blessing of your presence today in this place. In Jesus' name, and all the people shouted, Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to begin in uh, Isaiah 60. We're going to read verses 1 through 5. And I want to talk to you today about the promise, the promise of the Father. The promise of the Father. Since it's Father's Day, we'll tie in with the the season here, the time, and talk about our Father in heaven and His promise to us. His promise to us. And of course, His promise to us is the Holy Spirit. He has promised to pour out the Holy Spirit upon His people, upon His church. And thank God for the Holy Spirit. Can I have an amen? Amen. So we're going to be looking at some scriptures in the New Testament about about the Holy Spirit and the promise of the Father. I was surprised how many times in the Scriptures it talks about uh, the promise of the Father. That phrase is very prominent. And also uh, many places that it talks about the Father's promise to pour out His Spirit upon those that are thirsty. How many are thirsty today? Amen. You know God loves you, and He wants to do exactly what He said He would do. Amen. He'll fulfill His promise. Amen. He'll pour out His Spirit upon those that are thirsty. Amen. He'll pour out His Spirit upon the dry ground. Amen. And I tell you, we need rain today. We need rain. Nancy, I love that word that you gave about the God in the streets, amen? Because everything that has happened in this service today just confirms the word that God's given me because God wants to pour out His Spirit in awesome and miraculous ways, amen? Not only in our services, not only in our churches, but in the streets and in the cities, amen? Uh, all throughout the land, He wants to pour out His Spirit, amen? So I want to start here in Isaiah uh, 60, Um, Well, let's just read this. Read these, these verses. It says, Arise, shine, Why? for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the peoples, but the Lord shall rise upon you, and his glory shall be seen upon you. The nations shall come to your light. And kings to the brightness of your rising, lift up your eyes round about and see. They all gather themselves together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar and your daughters shall be carried at your side. Then you shall see and be radiant. And your heart shall thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be converted to you and the wealth of the nations shall come to you. Of course, the sea in the scriptures represents the multitudes. So he's talking about his plan for the multitudes. Amen. You know, God is interested in everybody. God so loved the world, the whole world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. Amen. And thank God for those of us that are here. But he's concerned about everyone. And that's why Jesus came. Jesus said, told us his mission. He says, I have come to seek and to save the lost. Can I have an amen? Amen. So last week we had a a message in tongues and an interpretation. That's scriptural. How many know that's scriptural? In uh, 1 Corinthians 12, Paul talks about nine gifts of the Spirit there's gifts of power. There's gifts of revelation. There's gifts of utterance. And of the utterance gifts, there's prophecy, and then there's tongues, and then there's interpretation of tongues. So we had a message in tongues, and then we had an interpretation, which I gave last week in the service. And um, I'll just read it to you. This this is what came forth. Don't look back, says the Lord. For it's a new day. Don't let the past let the past be the past. Look to the glory. Everybody say the glory? Glory. The glory that's in your future. Look to me, says the Lord, for I'm not only the author, but I am the finisher of your faith. He that's begun a good work in you will complete it till the day of Christ. I have begun a good work, I shall complete it. Now is the day of salvation. Now is now is the acceptable time. Walk in all that I have given you. For this is the day that I have made. Rejoice and be glad in it. So after I had given that word, then I sat down, and it was like, no, there's more. There's, there's, God had more to say. Everybody say, God has more. God has more. So I sat there, and, and then the Lord spoke these words to me. He said, my glory is coming to the earth. My glory is coming to the earth. well, we know his glory is here, but god's speaking about a great manifestation of his glory in these coming days amen and um, so I was seeking him later and just praying about this because we how many know we see a lot of darkness you know there's a lot of there's a lot of problems we pastor john was talking about last week we couldn't imagine the things that are going on in the world today you know years ago that they are actually happening they're actually coming to pass like david wilkerson for one prophesied many of these things and uh it's all it's all happening you know and it's discouraging and i think a lot of people are grieved in their hearts about you know what's happening in the world the 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 meanness and the evil and and the perverseness and the, just the departure from God and blasphemy of God. And so many things, they're, they're just, they're like crushing It's darkness. So I was just seeking the Lord. And so he, he just spoke to me. He says, though you see great darkness, remember, I'm greater than the darkness. Amen. We sang a song about that today, about the, though the earth is shaking. How did that go, Jamie? The earth is shaking, right? And there's battles going on. Uh, then what's it say? <laughs> our God, we know that our God reigns. We know that our God reigns. So God says, I'm greater than the darkness, and I shall arise upon my people, and my glory shall be seen in the earth. So tell my people to focus on me. And pray for the glory. Pray that my spirit will be poured out on all flesh and my people shall prophesy. Pray for the glory. Pray for the outpouring. Cooperate with the outpouring. Draw on the Lord. He wants to pour out His spirit in these days. Amen? Amen. So instead of focusing on the darkness, yeah, it's hard to ignore it. He doesn't want us to necessarily just put our head in the sand and ignore what's going on. But... Don't allow that to control you. Don't allow what's happening in the world to control you because you're the answer. That God wants to arise upon his people and that his glory would be seen upon you. Amen? How is God's glory going to be seen in the earth? You know, there's scriptures, two scriptures in the Old Testament where God says, the whole earth will be filled with my glory. One place it says, the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. How many of you know that's pretty thorough? Amen. God's glory is going to be seen upon the land, but how will that happen? It's going to happen through the church. The church is God's method to bring forth the glory. Can I have an amen? So it's so important what we do in our lives, what we do in our services, the hunger that we have and how we yield ourselves to God in this hour, amen? We cannot yield to the depression of the world. We cannot yield to the anger and hatred of the world, amen? One of the things the enemy wants to do, he wants to get us into anger and spite and bitterness and get us off of the anointing, get us off of our love walk. You know, Jesus said in the last days that the love of many would wax cold. I thought about that. If your love waxes cold, it means at one time you had it, but then it got cold. Why? Because iniquity shall abound. Because there's so much sin, amen, then the tendency for us is to get angry, bitter, and get into hate and lose the anointing of God because the anointing of God works in love. Amen. And God wants His power to be released through a people that are walking in His supernatural love. It doesn't mean we don't ignore the darkness, amen, but we've got to stay in the light, amen. We've got to stay in the power of God. Can I have an amen today? You know, the Bible said that in the beginning God created the the heavens and the earth and darkness was upon the, the deep. And the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, was hovering over the face of the deep. So there was darkness. There was darkness upon the deep. It was dark. It was a dark place. But God didn't say, I rebuke you, darkness. No, he said, let there be light. God's anecdote for darkness is light. Can I have an amen? God's answer to this dark world is the light. The Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Let the light of God shine in your life. Can I have an amen? Amen. Praise God. You know, there's a scripture. It's, uh, by the way, we're using the, I'm using the MEV. I don't know if they're putting the scriptures up or not, but if so, it's, they're putting, uh, Pastor John's Bible up, the ESV. So you can check, make sure that I'm telling you the truth today. You can, We're using Pastor John's Bible. But uh, John 1, 5, talking about Jesus being involved in creation. And uh, it says, The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. The light is greater than the darkness. You see, sometimes we feel like we're under all this stuff. Man, we need to rise up and realize that God lives in us. You know what? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You're not under, you're over. Amen. So live in the spirit. Amen. Walk in the spirit. Be filled with the spirit. Amen. Be filled with the word of God. There's a scripture in uh, Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, where Paul says to Timothy, evil men will what, evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse. You know? So we're amazed by the darkness, but it's all predicted in the Bible. Amen? But then he says to Timothy, he says, but you continue in the things that you've learned. Continue in the scriptures. Amen? For they're able to make you wise unto salvation. Stay with the Word. Stay with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be strengthened by might, by His Spirit in the inner man today. Amen. Let God do a work in you. Amen. To prepare you to be used in this hour. Amen. Because God's anointing is greater than the devil. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Amen. He was anointed by God. For God was with him. That same anointing is ours. Amen. You know, what is the glory of the church? It's Jesus Christ in us. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen. Let's turn over to uh, John now in the 14th chapter. Talking more here about the Holy Spirit. John in the 14th chapter, Jesus is preparing his disciples for the time when he would be gone. The 14th, 15th, 16th chapter is Jesus' instruction to them before he went to the cross. He knew what was going to happen, but he was preparing them for the future and instructing them. He starts to talk to them about, you know, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are, are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you. So he's talking to them about their heavenly home, And then he says, I am, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. By the way, the only way to God is through Jesus Christ. He is the answer. Uh, Peter told the religious leaders, uh, "There's there's not salvation through any other name but by the name of Jesus. Jesus is the way to the Father. And if you'll notice, in Jesus' life and in his teachings, he's always talking about his Father. He was so enamored by his Father. He says, the works that I do, it's because the Father's in me. The words that I speak, it's the, it's the Father's word. He was, he was linked up with the Father, and he was always teaching us about the Father. He was always bringing us to the Father. And if you think about what Jesus did, he came to reconcile us to the Father. So he's talking about this reconciliation of the Father, and and then um, they ask him, you know, uh, well, show us the Father. He says, well, have I been so long time with you, and have you not known it? He that has seen me has seen the Father. So Jesus was this, the expression of the Father. Jesus was the Father in action on the earth. Amen. He was the, you know, he was in. God incarnate, God with us. And so Jesus, the Father in his love sent Jesus. Jesus came, he died on the cross for our sins, amen. He was buried and he rose again. That's God's love. That's God's heart for humanity. But we also see God's heart for humanity then after Jesus rose from the dead in sending the Holy Spirit. He sent the Holy Spirit to be our helper. This is such an amazing chapter in the Bible. I encourage you to spend time in these, especially these three chapters, John 14, 15, and 16. And one of the most amazing verses in the Bible is uh, in John fourteen twelve. Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he that believes in me will do the works that I do, and he will do greater works than these, because I'm going to my Father. See, we're to continue the ministry of Jesus Christ in this same vein and do the same works that he did. Amen. The Bible said that Jesus is the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. He that follows me will not walk in darkness, but he'll have the light of life. But he also says, you are the light of the world. So we're to carry the light, amen, into this dark world, amen, and we're to do the works that Jesus did. Praise the Lord. And so he tells them, then whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it, amen. In other words, you're going to see miracles. But then here in the in the 15th verse now, John 14, 15, Jesus says this, If you love me, keep my commandments. I will pray the Father, and he will give you another counselor, King James says, comforter, that he may be with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, for it does not see him, neither does it know him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. So he's introducing them to the Holy Spirit because he's going to be physically gone. How I many know oh, he's at the right hand of the Father in heaven? Amen. But I want you to know the Holy Spirit's here. Amen. And he's amazing. Amen? He's not only here, but he's over there on the other side of the world doing something at some other church service. And uh, he doesn't even have to be in a church service. Amen? I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in an old beat-up Ford pickup truck. Because he's, he's available, amen? He's been sent, amen? And he's amazing. So he tells them, he's been with you, but the time's going to come when he shall be in you. Amen. The first time I had an experience with the Holy Spirit was when I was nine years old. I was in a Baptist church. On an Easter Sunday morning, I heard the gospel preached. I heard about how Jesus died for my sins on Calvary and how he was buried and how he rose again. And the Holy Spirit gripped my heart. And in that service, they gave an invitation. and It was like I was just being pulled or drawn to come forward. The Holy Spirit was just drawing me. I mean, I can still, it's just etched in my mind, I can still remember that day when I was nine years old and the Holy Spirit drew me. And I came forward and I prayed what they called the sinner's prayer. But I was not born again because I didn't surrender to the Lord. And they, you know, of course they baptized me after that. I was baptized too. I mean you could answer you could answer a call to altar call and be baptized and still not be saved. Thank you for your enthusiastic response. You <laughs> bet you can. Because the reason was I did not surrender to the Lord. I did not make Him Lord of my life. I did not understand that part. I don't think. About not only do I need to believe in what Jesus did on the cross. That's that's essential. We need to believe in what He did. We need to believe it's for us. But we need to allow Him to be Lord of our life. You see, and this is what parallels what Jesus says right here: "If you love me, keep my commandments." This is kind of saying the same thing another way. Make a choice to follow me. And so I didn't make that choice, so I ended up following the world. And I got into a lot of sin in high school and college and so forth. But when I was 27 years old, I heard the voice of God. And He said these words to me. He said, Turn from the things of the world. And I had never heard God before. And I knew it was Him And I was so awestruck, I just lifted my hands I said, yes, Lord. And at that moment, everything changed in my life. I've never been the same since that day. The Holy Spirit just flooded me. His glory came all over me. I was delivered of my addictions. Uh, my heart changed towards people. I began to have a desire and a hunger for God that's still going. Amen. And I'll tell you, it's just a, this is, the waves of glory just came over me. And I've never been the same, because that's what the Holy Spirit does. Can I have an amen? amen. So Jesus says, he's with you, of course, he was with them through the anointing of Jesus, Jesus. and But he says, he shall be in you. He shall be in you. You know, when you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes in you. Amen. Um, Who was it this morning? Oh, I can't remember your name. Yeah, what's your name? Rebecca. Rebecca. She's, she's a blessing, isn't she? I like when she speaks. She's got enthusiasm. You know what that word means? That means God. Enthusiasm, the root of that word is God. But she was talking about how uh, the Holy Spirit comes in, the spirit of adoption comes in, and, and we cry, Abba, Father. Amen. He lets us know that we're a child of God. That's the new birth, The Holy Spirit causes us to come into the new birth and to realize that we are the children of God. Thank the Lord. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is with us to draw us to Jesus, but then when we come to Jesus, we make him Lord, then he comes into our heart crying, Abba, Father. So we have this relationship and revelation that God is our Father. Hallelujah. But then there's more. Everybody say more. But then there's more because the Holy Spirit comes upon us, as it says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He said, You shall receive power when? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. So not only is He in us, amen, lives in us, amen, we're born of the Spirit, but then He comes upon us to empower us to be witnesses for the Lord. Amen. Amen. And there's another thought here, kind of streaming through this message today, is that the Holy Spirit wants to flood the earth through us. You know, Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Amen? You see, this is what we need. Amen? We had some classes here on the Holy Spirit. I taught in two different uh, the home groups. And we taught about the, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it was just such a refreshing to me to teach those things because it's been years since I really had a series or taught a series on those things. But one of the things I noticed as we were talking about the Holy Spirit and drawing near to the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden I'm witnessing a whole lot more than I did before. (laughs) I'm talking to people, you know, at the, at the grocery store. We go and pick up our groceries and they come out and they say, Hey, do you know Jesus? You know, I'm starting to tell them about how I got saved and how well, well he's done in my life. And you see, because when, when the Holy Spirit's active in your life, you become a witness. It's just normal. It's just natural. It's the overflow of the Holy Spirit in your life. Rivers of living water flowing out of you. You know, there, was a, there is a woman named Jackie Pullinger. She's in Hong Kong. I, I believe she's still, still alive. She's getting up there. You know, not young like me, a little older, but... <laughs> But anyway, Jackie Pullinger, she's from the UK, and she had a desire from the Lord. The Lord put it in her heart to be a missionary to Hong Kong. And so she started, of course she started talking to people, and said, you know, I feel the Lord's leading me, and everybody said, well, you know, you can't do that. And no, no missionary organization would support her. Nobody would help her. But one pastor... Said to her, Jackie, if, if the if the Lord's telling you to go to Hong Kong, you need to go. Thank God for godly pastors, Amen. And so she saved up her nickels and dimes, and she got a one-way ticket to Hong Kong, and she went over there, and and she made a living by teaching English. But she went into the worst part of the city, called the Walled City. It's not even there anymore. They they destroyed the wall and all that, changed all that. But it was the worst place. It had triple X-rated theaters, uh, opium dens, and pro- houses of prostitution. It was just a, the dregs of society, right? It was just a horrible place. But she just felt drawn to the Lord to go in there, and she went and she preached the gospel on the streets. She started talking to people about how Jesus loved them and how he died on the cross for their sins and, and how he rose from the dead, and they could receive him and be born again. Well, she had almost no results, but she just kept at it. She just kept on the streets. You know. She knew she was called, so she just kept doing it. But then someone talked to her about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they prayed for her, and she was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and she spoke in other tongues. And she said, well, that's nice, you know," but she didn't have a lot of emotions with it. She, she received it. But she didn't really understand what it was for, and so she did kind of neglected it. She didn't really use that. But then she met a missionary couple, and they said to her, "You know, are you baptized in the Holy Spirit?" She says, "Yeah, yeah, but you know, it didn't really do a lot for me." And they said, "Well, you have to use it. Just turn to your neighbor and say you have to use it. Just tell somebody that you have to use it." So then when she understood the purpose of the Holy Spirit, then she went back into the walled city and she would walk through the streets praying in the Spirit, praying in other tongues. Okay, And then she started start talking to people the same old story about how Jesus loved them and how He died on the cross for their sins and He was buried and He rose again and that they could be born again. And all of a sudden, people started getting born again. People started getting saved. She started having results. Why? Because... When you receive the Holy Spirit, amen, you get power to be a witness. So there was an anointing of the Holy Spirit working with her through her prayers and as she prayed in the Holy Spirit. So then a lot of the folks that were getting saved were uh, addicted to opium, and they were genuinely saved, but they were bound up. By the way, that was a good good message about, about Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas, praising God. They prayed and sang praises after they were beaten. And, and their bands were loosed. But you know what it says? Everybody's bands were loosed. Everybody's bands were loosed. <laughs> all the prisoners were set free. And I tell you, when the Spirit of God moves, all the prisoners can be set free. And not only that, the, the jailer says, before Paul has a chance to give an altar call, the jailer says, what must I do to be saved? <laughs> and Paul says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Might as well get them too. And so the whole house was baptized and they were all saved, praise God. You see, when there's a release of the Spirit, this is the purpose of the thing. This is the purpose of the Holy Spirit, amen? To anoint us for service, amen? To bring forth God in the land, amen? Hallelujah. God's just doing exciting things in these days, amen? And we need to flow with it. We need to go with it, amen? It, it, it's not the normal thing when you're beaten and, and laying in a prison to, 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 you might pray, but to sing praises, it's not the normal thing, but that's, just see, the spirit man expressing himself to God, loving God, and he sends an earthquake, and everyone's band is, is loosed. Amen. So, so these opium, these people that were addicted to opium, they're getting saved, but they're still bound. They can't get free of this addiction. So somewhere or another, they figured out, well, maybe they need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit too. So they started leading these people that were in these addictions into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues and moving in the Holy Spirit, and that would help them through the process of breaking that addiction because they had to go through a period of time of withdrawal. But they could do it with the Holy Spirit where they couldn't do it without Him. And I'll tell you what, we can do things with the Holy Spirit that we can't do without Him. We need the Holy Spirit, amen? I don't care if you're addicted to an opium or what the, what the problem is in your life. The Holy Spirit can help you. The word that Jesus uses here, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he'll give you another counselor. The word in the Greek is parakletos. It means one called alongside to help. Now, think of what that means. The God of heaven, the God that created the universe, has promised to help you. So don't feel helpless anymore. Can I have an amen? Or if you do feel helpless, turn to the one that can help you, amen, and he will deliver you. Praise God. The spirit of truth, amen. Ever wonder where is reality nowadays? The Holy Spirit will show you. The Word of God will show you. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Why? Because the the world has not received Jesus. When you receive Jesus, you can receive the Holy Spirit. And you can begin to see. Uh, The Word of God says, except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. But when you're born again, you begin to see. Your eyes are open to spiritual realities. You know him, for he lives with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you fatherless. Amen. King James there says comfortless, but the word in the Greek there is orphanos. I'm not going to leave you like orphans. Jesus is leaving. Just think of what it was like. You know, they were with Jesus for three and a half years. They're seeing the miracles. They're experiencing the love of God directly from the Messiah. And he's going to be gone. They're preparing him. But he says, you know what? I will not leave you fatherless. I'm not going to leave you like orphans. Amen. I will come to you. How does Jesus come to us? By the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. I love that song, I speak Jesus. You know, Susan and I came came to the Lord in we didn't know what it was called at the time, but the Jesus movement. We came in the 70s. How many saw the Jesus Revolution movie that came out recently? That was so reminiscent of our time with the Lord. We were we were the of the hippie bunch. You know, and we were searching. But all of a sudden, a bunch of young people started finding Jesus. Amen? Why not? Why not again? Why not more? Why not more? Amen? God wants to be in the streets. God wants to be... He wants to invade the territory of this world. Amen? I don't care how dark it is. The walled city was penetratable by the Holy Spirit. And we can do it. Because we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. Praise God. I have a lot of other scripture I'm going to share, but these things are coming up in my heart. Talking about this pouring out of the Holy Spirit. You know, and one of the scriptures I was going to share, and I don't think I'm going to have time to get to all of it, but in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost and Peter got up to preach. And, of course, they, there was noise abroad that they were speaking in other tongues. And they said, what is this? What's what's going on? Some said they're full of new wine and so forth. and But they're hearing the, the glorious works of God spoken in their native tongues. And so Peter got up and preached. And he took a text from the prophet Joel, and he says, this is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men will see visions. See, I'm still seeing visions. But the old men will dream dreams. So some of you old men, you can dream dreams, obviously, the <laughs> But I've just been struck by that part where he says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, all flesh. God's talking about something bigger than the anointing in the service or the anointing upon our individual lives. He's talking about touching all flesh. There's scripture in uh, Ezekiel in the 47th chapter about the river of God coming out from the throne. How many know what I'm talking about? And it says it came out of the door, and you know it was ankle deep. Ooh, a little dab will do you. Ankle deep, holy ghost. But then they went another thousand cubits or whatever, and it's knee deep. Oh, this is getting interesting. Knee deep, and then it's up to the loins. But eventually, it's a it's waters to swim in. You can't walk on the bottom anymore. It's deep. Everybody say it's deep. Deep. A river that cannot be passed over. A river that cannot be ignored, we might say. This is what I believe God wants to do in this hour. He wants there to be a river that cannot be ignored. He wants to fill the earth with His glory as the waters cover the sea. He wants your neighborhood to be flooded. Amen. Those angels marching through the streets, worshiping, praising God. Us going out in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what God wants to do in this hour. He's not just wanting to use the preachers, amen. He's wanting to use every believer, amen, to go and preach the gospel, to be witnesses in this world. He's wanting to use you. Just turn to say somebody and say, he's talking to you. He's talking to you. So I said, can, that, can this really happen? Is this fantasy? You know, it's happened. It's happened. It's already happened in measures. But there's going to be more. The Azusa Street revival, you know, <laughs> one revival in a library stable in, in Los Angeles is still affecting the world. And with, there was even physical signs. They said that the fire department was called many times to Azusa Street because people saw fire on top of the building. Yeah. And the fire department got there and there's there's no physical fire to put out, but I tell you the fire was there. Amen. And the move of God is continuing. And there's been many revivals in America. And, and you know, I'm just just thinking, I've been thinking about this this one in particular called the Hebrides Revival. Okay, it was in Scotland on some islands, and it was 1949 to 1953, okay, about the time that I was born, and the power of God was so great that the consciousness of God flooded the community. It wasn't just in the meetings. It was in the town and the communities. People would wake up in the middle of the night, convicted by God, and go out of their houses and try to find a prayer meeting. I was just reading about Duncan Campbell was the evangelist that God used in that. Not to really to start the revival, but to help guide it along. He said that 75% of the people that got born again in that revival that we're not born, we're not born again from a sermon. It was the consciousness of God that was in my, in that place. And that revival started through the prayers of two women that were in their 80s. One was blind and the other one was crippled with arthritis. And they made up their mind they're going to pray for revival in their area, in their, in these islands. And they began to pray, and they convinced some church leaders to pray. And so the church leaders began to pray, a pastor, I think, and some elders. And conviction came upon them, and they began to repent of their sins. And the Spirit of God began to move in the, in the services, and God began to move not only in the services, but in, in, the, in the entire communities. Praise God, 80-year-old women. Don't count, don't count anybody out, folks. Duncan Campbell said, I didn't start this. But some women decided to pray. And this is what we need to do in this hour. Uh, you know, um, again, I had a lot of the scriptures, but we're not gonna look them all up because we're, we're not gonna take that much time. But you know, in James, it says, be patient, my brethren to the coming of the Lord. For the farmer has long patience for the harvest. Everybody say the harvest. He has long patience for the harvest until he received the early and the latter rain. So if we think about what God has done in Christ in the last 2,000 years, what we read about in the book of Acts is the early rain. But what he wants to do in these last days is the latter rain. So he says, be patient to the coming of the Lord until he receives the early and the latter rain. How many know it takes rain to bring it to make a harvest? We need rain. Right now it's dry here physically. The other day Susan said to me, uh, the grass is looking brown in the backyard. You better put the sprinkler on. Well, rain would be a lot better, but the sprinkler, we put the sprinkler on it turns green. The scripture in, in Zechariah says, it says this, it says, pray for the rain in the time of the latter rain and he will bring bright clouds and there will be grass in the fields. This is the time of the latter rain. What should we do? We should pray, pray, pray for the rain, Amen in your personal time with the Lord, pray for the rain. When you come to church, pray for the rain. Pray for the outpouring. Pray for God to pour out His Spirit because that's what this dark world needs. It needs to move of God. It needs the Holy Spirit to come upon His people like never before. Amen. Pray for the rain in the time of the latter rain. And He will bring thunderstorms. Hallelujah. He will bring his glory. God says, I'm bringing my glory to the earth. You know, Duncan Campbell, I was just looking back here at uh, uh, Mark, my friend Mark, he's a street evangelist. Duncan Campbell, he was on the streets all the time. He was evangelizing. He didn't wait for revival to happen to evangelize. He was following the Lord. But I'll tell you, when the revival came, man, <laughs> just the altars were flooded with people repenting, coming to God. Amen? So don't just wait for something to happen. Don't just wait for revival. We need to witness. We need to move with the Spirit. We need to pray. We need to get in the Spirit. We need to stay in the Word. Amen? In this day and hour. Because God is bringing rain. God is bringing His power on the earth. In Jesus' name. How many believe it? How many want it? Praise God. Just lift your hands. Why don't you stand to your feet? Praise God. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Just stretch out to the Lord this morning. Praise God. We're just going to pray a prayer to confess Christ as our Lord and Savior. If you've never done this, this is your time to be born again. If, you, if you've done it before, that's okay. This won't hurt you a bit. Amen. <laughs> you just say these words. Just say, Dear Father, Dear Father I thank you for Jesus. I believe, I believe he died for me. I believe he rose again. He rose again. And today I, to today I turn to you. I turn from sin. I turn from sin. And I confess, Jesus I confess Jesus is Lord. Is Lord. Jesus, Jesus is, my Lord. is my Lord. Thank you for forgiving, me. Thank you for, forgiving thank you for me. thank you for saving me. And thank you for sending the Holy Spirit into my heart. I say, Abba, Father. I worship you, Father. Father. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit Spirit has come. Come, Come, Holy Spirit, have your way. way. Fill me to overflowing. overflowing. Bring your glory upon me, Lord, that I might reach reach this world for you. Send the rain, Lord. Send the rain to this church. Send the rain to this valley. Send the rain to this network of churches. Pour out your Spirit. Bring revival, Lord. Pour out your Spirit. Pour out your Spirit, Lord. Pour out your Spirit. spirit, spirit. Send the rain in Jesus' name. Just lift your hands and worship Him. Just cry out to the Lord. Just cry out to the Lord. We want more of you, Lord. We want more of you. Thank you for what you've done, Lord, but we want more. We want more of the Holy Spirit. We want the Holy Spirit, Lord, in our neighborhoods. We want the Holy Spirit in Lake Elmo and Stillwater and the Twin Cities. We want your Holy Spirit to flood the land, Lord. Pour out your Spirit on all flesh, Let this be a season where it's easy to get saved, Lord, because you said whosoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Oh, change us where we need to be changed, Lord. Change us from glory to glory as we look to you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for each person that's here, each person that's watching. And I thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit touching them and flooding them Right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. I thank you for the fathers on this Father's Day. We thank you for giving them grace, Lord, in their place of ministry and their families. Oh, we thank you, Father God, for giving them wisdom. We thank you for giving each of us wisdom, Lord, how to function in this day and hour, how to reach those around us, how to show your love. And Lord, we know it's by your Holy Spirit. It's by your Holy Spirit. We can't figure it out. We just need to let you lead. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Praise God. Amen.